New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced full-bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7, online, or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 2015's Hell House LLC, directed by Stephen Cognetti. What have you been up to this week? Um, not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> a lot. I feel Thank like no well. one's been up to anything at the moment. Um, yeah. No. We've we've uh, been decorating. Decorate. That's a good one. Yeah, decorating the bedroom. Decorating's a good one for lockdown. We painted and put wallpaper up yesterday. Ooh, so we're getting there. Yeah. yeah. What colour? It's uh, the wallpaper's white with rose gold dots on it. And then the walls are like white but with a very slight hint of pink in them. It's oh, the nice. it's the most girliest room in the house. <laughs> Why not? Because I was like, I need a girly room because the rest of it's quite non-girly. Because I kind of think, like, men don't want to live in a girly house, do they? It's nice to have a, just a, a balance. But where, yeah. Like, most of the rooms you both can feel relaxed in. Yeah. But then they've, each room has got a bit of character. Mm-hmm. You don't want it all just plain. Yeah, that yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, because it's like the, the main bedroom, we've made it a bit different to the other ones and that, so. Yeah. But that's oh, all yeah, I've been doing. What have you done? Topped up the screen, washing my car. Ooh! Yeah. So it's been quite a busy week, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been swamped. Absolutely, Absolutely swamped. Yeah, I think uh, I think Rob did his the other day because he kept saying, oh, yeah. it's empty, I need to do it. And then it was like, remind me. So I was like, you need to do it. And then well, uh, the he kept grit. forgetting. It's like when they're gritting, everyone goes around with like white wall tyres because there's just that much sort of yeah. grey... Like grit in the road. Yeah. Ugh. But we do need the grit, so that's fine. Yeah, we do. Well, not anymore because it's just raining. I'm sad our snow didn't last very long. No. It only lasted for, what, a day 
or two days and then it started raining again apparently it's um they're on like flood warnings now oh dear so but i was like welcome to the north that's basically what happens lots of rain it certainly does rain but we wouldn't have so many nice trees if it didn't rain that's true that is true Mm. i'm looking forward to the weather getting nice again so i can get back on the uh vegetable gardening because that's always very exciting. I like to do it. It is. What else have I done this week? Not a lot, really. There's not a lot to do, but there's always something that you can try to do. Yeah, this is it. Sense. I think, yeah, we're just, at the moment, because, well, we have been doing for ages, like, because of lockdown and stuff, we've kind of decided to sort of concentrate on the house and do bits yeah. that we need to do and then... We don't have that to do when we can finally go out and socialise. Yeah, do all your housework stuff. Mm. So when the restrictions are a bit less, mm-hmm. you've got all your time to catch up. Yeah. I really want to go to the pub. I miss pubs. <sighs> I decided this the other day. But, yeah, hopefully. We're getting there. We've got a vaccine. I had an idea. So a lot of pubs are doing takeaway food. Yeah. So I thought, what if you had... A camper van or caravan that you've outfitted as a small dining room rather than a sleeping area. You could, you could do drive. like a little pop-up restaurant. Yeah, but just a personal <laughs> one. Yeah. And you could put like a nice dining table inside with a candle and some ambient, ambient music. <laughs> that get your pub takeaway, like say roast dinner, and then have it have in it, your little have an experience. mobile dining room. Yeah. Yeah. What I thought you were going to say is like... True pubs delivering drinks because i know my friend my friend got like a meal from somewhere and but they got like um pre-made cocktails as well it's like part of the package which was quite a good idea that's it i had to do that yeah i suppose they are doing it they've got to make money somehow haven't they so that's it yeah yeah that's it creativity creativity thinking outside the box it's what all businesses want you know how sometimes if you have an idea that's out of the box and you suggest it to people, they don't, they're like, we want our employees to think out of the box, but when you it's suggest too it, out of like, the box. no, that'll take too much time. And money. Mm. Yeah, it's too, yeah, sometimes it's a bit too extreme. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. well, I, I don't know. I think the caravan <laughs> dining experience is actually quite... I good. think it's a good idea, and I feel like people would love it, and people would do it. Problem is I'd need a caravan. Yeah, that's true. And a car that can pull it. Yeah. Or a motorhome, which has already yeah. got a car on. Yeah. Or a lorry. If you did a lorry, you could have, like, several diners in there and you could, like, sell yeah. it as an experience. Could park yeah. it somewhere. So this is it. Hmm. Well, something, to think about, <laughs> something to think about. It is a thinker. Well, in between all the excitement of this week, we watched... Hell House LLC, made in 2015, directed by Stephen Cognetti. It scored a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. And the synopsis is... Five years after a malfunction at the Hell House haunted house, a documentary film crew try to figure out what happened. I liked it. Well, I feel yeah, like I it it's, it's found footage how found footage should be for me. Like yeah, yeah. Because you didn't feel like you were watching um, a whirlwind. Yeah. Sometimes they are. 
mm-hmm. a bit too like seasickness inducing. Yeah, this is why I've never watched Cloverfield, but I've heard it's really good. But I don't think I can watch it because I think it'll make me feel like seasick because yeah, the camera is really like shaky. Mm. Yeah, we watched the we watched the normal theatrical cut as opposed to the director's cut. I think the direct because they were both on Prime. The director's cut had an introduction from the director. And he said that it was, it's basically before they edited it or, or cut anything or whatever, it's exactly how he wanted it, basically. But I've not watched that version, but I think it's about 40 minutes extra, something like that. So, and there's a few extra scenes in and stuff. So, yeah, it was shot in a real haunted house attraction. <laughs> yeah, and it's... It's the Waldorf Hotel in Leighton, and it's about 40 minutes outside of New York. So Basically, the, the film. Yeah, it, it, I, th- I think, I don't know if it's in, like, is it in New Jersey or somewhere? I don't know. I couldn't tell you exactly where it is, but it's somewhere called Leighton, but it's like a sort of little village outside of New York, basically. Yeah. So we start with trees. And you're in a car and you're travelling in this car. And then you get this... Didn't it look like Lancashire? It did a little bit, yeah. It's very leafy. Yeah. Because I was thinking yeah, it looked like those like quaint sky. little villages that you get, you know, like, like round, mm. especially like round where we live. It's very sort of like little quaint pubs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you get this uh, this title card that says basically there was a, a tragedy that happened in two thousand and nine, and then you get this uh, this woman who we we learn is like the investigative journalist person. Yeah. She pulls up to this old building and it's all like boarded up and there's clearly nobody there. It looks abandoned, and she's kind of walking round to see what's what's there and what's it's going pretty, on. It's pretty shut up, pretty firmly shut up. It, yeah, yeah. And then you get this sort of question of what happened at the Abaddon Hotel. And then they get they get people who... There's, like, people who are talking about it who weren't actually there. Then people who actually went to this attraction who were there. And nobody kind of has a clue of what's happened. They're all They're all like, well, we don't know. We don't know what happened. And it and it's sort of interspersed with her looking at this house that's I say a house, the hotel, that's kind of all boarded up and wrecked. And then it cuts to a news report, so this must have been around the time and it's tragedy at haunted house opening night, there was deaths. Um and then people sort of saying that they were paying for they were paying for a sort of scare but in a controlled environment. Yeah. And it got out of hand and ended up in absolute chaos and and you kind of like what? Get out and of and there's like there's sort of clips of of it's a night time and there's the sirens going there's people screaming and running out and you're like oh my god what has happened here and then you find out that they don't actually know if the business owners made it out alive and then it's sort of cuts of her sort of explaining this hotel and then it cuts to there's a a YouTube video of somebody who took footage of that night that they went to this attraction, but it doesn't really explain anything. It just shows that people sort of ran out 
and were terrified it for some reason. Went wrong, yeah, mm-hmm. chaotic. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of they they sort of do. She she goes in this girl and and sort of shows it round, and it's kind of standard sort of haunted house fair. Like it's it kind of reminded me a little bit of. Um, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal, like haunted house attraction kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where people can hire you, yeah. And and like people are screaming, but you can kind of tell that they're like ha 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 and having fun, yeah. and you know it's all it's all right. And then a girl kind of runs past her through this door and up some stairs, and she sort of looks and she's like, "Was that meant to happen? I don't really know if it was." And then they get to the basement, which is the end of the attraction. And it's absolutely flooded with people and people are just like clamouring over each other to get out and they're trying to escape and basically people are just stampeding out of this hotel. It's not a nice experience. It's horrible. It's like people are stepping on other people, there's people Mm. just falling, everything's getting knocked over and everyone's screaming and then the emergency services are outside. Yeah, it's great. It's really like chaos but you still don't really see anything that's happened it's just people freaking out and you're like yeah. was it so scary that they're freaking out i don't know yeah it cuts back to this newsreel and and it says that people actually died in there there was a 911 tape that leaked and uh, you get the playing of this tape but it's not very clear and all you can kind of hear is i need the police there's something in the wall and then hurry, I don't want to die, and that's all you get. Yeah. So you're like, that's not the nine one one call you want to take. Not to really. To, is it? No, I could not do that job. Mm. It's such a hard job, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, it would be a hard job. Ugh, no. So basically, this report is like, all we've got is the video and the call. We've got no other information, and I feel like the, there's this guy talking about it and they're like there was pictures of the hotel and stuff and and all this news the town as a whole is not happy about it because it's kind of putting a negative spin on where they live and work yeah. and all this kind of stuff so then he sort of starts saying that gag orders were put on everyone so no one would talk to you so like literally no one has an idea of what happened a guy broke into the hotel and took pictures and then you get these stills of these pictures so you see sort of like blood on the floor and the walls he says that they put it down to a gas leak but it definitely wasn't a gas leak did you you know those those pictures that he took Mm -hmm. have you seen i think he's called this guy on youtube it's like one of these things that like pops up on your youtube recommending Mm -hmm. recommendations Mm. And he's called, I think he's called, like, The Lasso Hobbyist or Hobbyo or something. All right. And um, he makes, like, dioramas with, um, like, sea monsters in. All right. One of them looked exactly like the stairway, except at the bottom of his stairway there was a sea monster in the water. That was oh. the main thing that I got from that photo. That's, that's just what it made me think of. Oh, no, I've not. It sounds quite interesting, though. It was, it was like that guy who did the... He did, like, the resin version of the Meg. That was cool. Oh, I think that's the same guy. Is it? Ah, I think so, yeah. Yes. That's the only one I've seen. But I did like it, so I'll have to have a look. Look, look him up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you get these, these sort of pictures. Uh, the basement doors off its hinges. 
But this it, this guy was like, I'm not going down them stairs because it's creepy yeah. AF. If an investigative journalist doesn't want to go somewhere, you know it's bad because they're always yeah. like the most fearless characters. In but it is kind of because the rest of it, like the rest of it's kind of like it. it's creepy, but it's not. It's kind of yeah. staged creepy. There's like dummies and whatnot. But then you get to this basement and it's like there's no flooring or anything and it's really bare, mm. but there's something really sort of. It's just so dark down there as well, and it's like, no, I'm not yeah. going down there. And then you get the picture of the people who own it, like, together. So they're like, right, these are the people who own it. So Sarah, who was a member of Hell House, reached out to this journalist and said that she'd talk to her, basically. So it kind of cuts to them having an interview with her. And she says to her, She's like, where have you been? And she's like, oh, I've been staying with family. And then she says, I'm in a better place now, which is interesting. Mm, mm, which I didn't catch. Is. I didn't catch that at the first the first time I saw it. So she's kind of saying to her, like, you've heard sort of the rumours and the towns kind of trying to cover it up. Um, there's a lot of speculation and conspiracy to do with what actually happened. And she's kind of saying, what happened? And then she's like, take us back to the start. So then she basically leans down and gets this massive bag and puts it on the table and she's like, what's that? And she's like, well, it's, a, it's like, it's all the recording that we did. It's all the footage. Everything's there. Just watch that and you'll realise what's happened kind oh, of thing. No. And then she, she sort of says, how did you get this? Because like, the, the police would have wanted this and stuff. And she's like, well, I got to it before they did. And then she's like, you'll see. And then she sort of says, have you watched them? And she's like, no, I haven't. So you're like, why haven't you watched them? It's weird. But then I guess she was there, so she's lived it for herself. And then she says, what's on them? What's on these tapes? And then she uh, she just says, hell house. So then you get... Then it basically cuts to the, the footage of these tapes that they've acquired. And it's kind of the build-up until they open and what they're doing and repairing the house and all this lot. So they're driving in the car. They're talking about... I don't know if they're playing a game. I, th- I feel like they're playing a, like a guessing game because they guess... They're playing some sort of car entertainment game. Yeah, they're, they're guessing... They guess Will Smith and then they start talking about hit, the film Hitch, which is really weird. I don't know mm. why. And then... Film do they talk about after that? Escape from New York. Escape from New York. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Um. Because we were just talking about that. Oh my my Sky Q just gets me. It just knows, knows what, what like. I like. Yeah. Cause I I came to it the other day and Escape from New York was on it and I was like I've never seen it. Wonderful. John Carpenter. It just it's Kurt Russell. Like. It's everything I would want in a film. Yeah. And then I was trawling through. Uh, I was trawling through something else and I think I found. On T- I think it was TCM, I found Escape from LA as well, so I've recorded oh. that. So, double feature. Yes. So, it cuts to, after this sort of nice little chat that they're having, it cuts to- If you have a family relying on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. That's where Policy Genius comes in. In minutes, Policy Genius could save you 50% or more simply by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. 
Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. To save on life insurance and get protection for you and your family, head to policygenius.com today. To Mac and Alex having a fight outside and Sarah basically saying, oh, yeah, that happens all the time. They're always fighting. It seems like quite a serious fight for people embarking on a business. Yeah, and it's kind of, you, you kind of get the impression that they've been working together for quite a long time. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, yeah, this happens. This this is normal. So they pull up to this old restaurant and and he's like, here it is. This is what we're going to do up, basically. And they kind of, they go through a back gate to sort of break in, which is weird because they own it, but whatever. Yeah. And they go, they they go in, and there's like there's stuff everywhere, like in the in the garden, and it's like it looks like somebody's kind of done a flip, basically, because there's still stuff there, but like yeah, it's not just got out of there in a rush. They yeah, not want to hang around. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. They kind of go inside, and it's all abandoned and creepy. There's like there's old books in there. There's old wine and like. All sorts of stuff, and they kind of like, oh great, we've got free props because we can use yeah. half of this stuff it's to. Much a ghost house as it is. Yeah, that's it. So they don't really Literally. need to do much. And uh, one of them's like, it smells like money. It's great. <laughs> and then they kind of sort of saying, I don't think we're going to have enough time to set it up before Halloween because I think it, it's kind of mid September at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Where they actually go in, and then. They find this bar and it's like, yeah, haunted bar, this is great. I can dress up and like offer people drinks and be creepy and all this stuff. And and they find this wine and he's like, oh, I bet that tastes horrible because it's been in the sun. Not ideal. It's been sat there for ages. And then they're like, yep, it's definitely a fixer-upper. They end up following all the way up to the attic and they see some chains up there and they're like oh what's that about that's weird yeah Yeah. they uh they they sort of they look at it but they're like ah whatever it's fine and then they sort of work out where they're going i think and they're sort of just messing about through this house and i'm sure as you walk through there's a figure in a doorway somewhere like just a dark figure and that's kind of the start of it so i'd be surprised if there wasn't Apparently, so the um, there's a, there's that clown mannequin that appears all the time. But apparently, the mannequin of the clown wouldn't stand up, so somebody had to actually dress up in it and just stand <laughs> really still to get the shots, which makes it so much worse. Oh, it's horrible. So they end up getting down to this basement, and they're like, "This is really creepy. This is amazing. It's going to be awesome." And they find all these numbers on the wall. There's books on the floor, which are like mm. Bibles, and they're like, that's really weird. And then they're like, yeah, so this is going to be the end of the tour, and it's going to be amazing. There's going to be like creepy people sat on this wall, and then a woman yeah. at the end. And then you leave, basically. And then they start talking about Queens, because they did one in Queens, and they're like, we don't talk about that. We're not talking about that ever again. So I don't know what <sighs> happened there. I'm intrigued to see what happened there, to be fair. I so, think what happened in this one was had to be worse than what happened in Queens. Yeah. But they're, they're kind of finding all this kind of weird 
stuff down there and they're like why did it close yeah, it's a creepy house yeah they're like why did it close and they're like oh i think it just had like burst pipes and they couldn't afford to do anything with it so they got rid of it basically then it cuts back to sarah and she said um she's talking to the reporter and she's like how was it living in an abandoned hotel i'd have been like i ain't staying in there i'm getting a, ho- mm. a nice hotel Mm-mm. And she was like well the electric Got put on after a week, so that's when we started living there. And then she's like, when we started sleeping there, things started to go a bit weird. Ramp up. And then it kind of uh, cuts to the, it cuts to them in the bar area, like having a drink and sort of celebrating their success. Bit early to be doing that, but bit early, little bit early. So they're like, we are so good at haunted houses. We are the best. Yeah, they they kind of say that Queen they're on about Queens and they're like, Yeah, we had really good times, it was good. Um and then he's like, I know that it, this is a massive move for to go outside of New York, basically. But it'd be good and then she's like, If we get the numbers from New York, it's gonna be really good and, and he sort of says like the fact that it's kind of out in the in the sticks, essentially, like forty minutes out of New York. It'll make it better and it'll be creepier, but people will travel to it. Then they're setting up the security cameras. So they've got security cameras all through this house to monitor what's going on. But there's a blind spot in the basement. So they're like, well... That's coincidence. Yeah, so he's like, well, I think he says something about the walls being really thick so it doesn't pick up the signal or whatever. Could you not put a wire up there? Mm, Yeah, probably. But I feel well, like anyway. the, the solution that they have is probably easier. So, because there's going to be a girl down there, they're like, we're going to need somebody down there to make sure she's all right. So, mm. they've got these clown clown things. So, he's like, dress somebody up as a clown. They can sit with the other mannequins and just keep an eye. And if anything kicks off, they can deal with it. Yeah. So, they kind of, they're doing sort of. I'm sure, I don't know if he actually says this, but I've written it in my notes in case people get rapey with the girl. And I feel like they do say something similar to that. And I was like, eh, why? Mm. Mm. They're weird. I, no. Ugh. It's, it's kind of like a little montage of them getting the house, like they're starting to get the house ready. And then we get, <laughs> we get piano with Hector. So Hector's <laughs> Hector's the sort of creepy dummy that they've got, but one of them sat next to him and he's like, hello, Hector, play a bit of piano. Play a bit of piano with Hector. Hector was not amused. He did not like his piano playing skills. I could tell. It's, oh, it's September the 5th that we uh, get into it, and I think it's Paul on the camera. So he's like the, the guy who's documenting everything is Paul. Bit of a pervert. Yeah, a little bit. That's quite a lot of a pervert. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, Yeah. we're we're weeks into this Hell House project. And he's like, Sarah's the only girl here and Alex won't share. Yeah, because it's his girlfriend, you weirdo. Yeah. Mm. And he's like, oh, I had really high hopes for this this thing. There's no women here, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, it's him basically in his... In his room. They're all sort of sleeping in match- mattresses on the floor and yeah. stuff, aren't they? So he's talking in his room, but then you see, like, a figure in the doorway. And he hears yeah. somebody. And he's like, 
Sarah, are you all right? And then they sort of turn and just leave the room. And he's like, no, she must be sleepwalking. Weird. Yeah, he's like, she must be sleepwalking. Yeah, it wasn't weird. just weird. That was a ghost. <clears throat> that was absolutely a ghost. And he's like, that was weird. Night, go to bed. And then it must be the day after. So they, you sort of hear chatting. Paul's got the camera and he goes upstairs. And he's, and there's like a little crack in the door and it's Sarah and Alex in the room. Like she's got a top on and a, just a knickers. So he's it's like, spying on her. I'm just going to film you because I am not creepy in the slightest. And then yeah, weird. he's filming him and he kind of gets closer and closer and closer and then and is there and they're like what are you doing and then he's like i've just come to tell you that the actors are here we'll do that then that was it we'll do that then don't film Shut people it. down the corridor hey, hey, just yeah, be like weird. alex the actors are here but yeah he's a bit of a creep so then it cuts to he's kind of he's in the hotel but he's filming outside and they're having a meeting outside in the rain and i was like if I was a actor being hired for this job, I would not think it was a professional setup because we're stood out in the rain. No. no. Having an interview, essentially. Did you notice, though, the guy, Johnny Vegas, at first glance? Yeah, the a little guy, bit. I, I forget his name. The actor guy, the guy who was the clown, looks just like Johnny Vegas from a distance. He did a little bit, yeah. I feel like Johnny Vegas could do a, <clears throat> a part like that in a horror film. Like, yeah. he could do, like, a serious part. Oh, uh, I do like Johnny Vegas. I recently watched uh, Taskmaster with him in and he was so funny. <sighs> I love it. It's so interesting to see how people deal with like problems and how they solve them. Like some people are very yeah. logical. Some people just go into it like full pelt. And some people have little mini breakdowns. He was a mini breakdown person. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. I think... She, I think it's a, back to the reporter then, isn't it? And she sort of says, a police officer spoke to me um, and the one of the first responders said the first body was one of the people who owned Hell House. They were one of the members. Um, and their throat was cut and the wound was self-inflicted. And then it's kind of interspersed with them sort of all being friends and hanging out together. and Yeah. And you're kind of like, how did you get from that to... Cutting your own throat, yeah. it's very weird. So, and they're like, well, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> That's it. And he's like, no, I want answers. You tell me what is going on. It's jo- Joey, he's called. The guy who looks like Johnny Vegas. Yeah. Because they're like, you're going to be in the basement because he's quite a big guy, isn't he? And they're like, yeah. if anything kicks off, you'll be there to kind of sort it out. And uh, they kind of look about in this basement and they're a bit creeped out by it as well as the actors out there like that's a bit creepy but all right it's a job whatever and then uh they're on about wanting to do some filming for the website i'd be really interested to know what their website looked like if they were interviewing people outside i imagine it's not very good no. yeah and then uh i think they're talking about Oh, it's it's the it's the girl actor who's going to be in the basement talking to the the owners of this hell house Alex. thing, and and she's saying, oh yeah, there's loads of rumors about this place. The owner hung himself in here, like in this hotel, and they're like, oh, I didn't know this. 
And then uh, she's like, yeah, there's like rumours of like satanic rituals going on and stuff like that. And and then I think she Not asks, ideal. I think she asks about the pentagram downstairs and stuff. And they were like, oh yeah, that, that all that was there already. So we've just kept it to keep with the creepy theme kind of thing. And then she says, yeah, there's, there's a... There's like rumours that it's haunted and all this lot and they're kind of seeing dollar signs basically, aren't they? Because yeah. they're like, oh, well, add a backstory. It's going to be a million times more creepy and people are going to come to it kind of thing. Paul offers her a massage. He's weird. She doesn't he's, want a massage. He's very creepy. He's the scariest one in all of this <laughs> because he is a little creep. Then it cuts to a, a photo of the crew and the kind of... This reporter saying we, we just don't know what has happened to them kind of thing. And then they get a guy in who, I don't know if he is a local person, but it basically there's a history of this Abaddon Hotel and a guy called Andrew Tully who owned it. It goes, I think, I've not seen, I've seen about half of the second one and I think it goes more into his backstory about what he was about. Yeah. So he... He owned this hotel and uh, guests were going missing. And they reckon it was like, he basically bought this hotel here and named it the Abaddon because of the name of the town, which is Abaddon. And apparently Abaddon is the demon, like, guarding the gateway to hell. So, and it, uh, and it, it says, Tully considered himself a Latter-day Dante. And I was like, well, I know all about that now because I did research for it last week. Certainly do. Exactly. So they say that ele- an 11-year-old girl went missing and her mum and the police That's, questioned him. I didn't him. like that. That's sad. I don't like it when children go, even if it is fictional. Obviously. Yeah. No. The police questioned him, but he had evidence to say that they'd checked out of the hotel and it was nothing to do with him basically but then because of all these rumors it ruined his business because nobody wanted to go there because you might wind up missing and then he ended up hanging himself and then you see the photo of him hanging in the room yeah in the i think that's the dining room that's in in the haunted house because i feel like that yeah comes back because there's a bit later on where like loads of candles and stuff go on in there and i think that's where it was yeah so so then it gets to it's september the 21st now and they're playing around with creepy clowns in the basement i think it's paul being creepy again asking about that woman's boobs or something i don't know and basically alex is like well if you want to touch her boobs why don't you just ask her and he's like, well, maybe I will. No. So then they they say that these mannequin dolls of clowns, the heads don't move. So they're kind of just stuck in one place. And, and I think one of them's complaining because he wants them all facing the same way. But he can't have it because it doesn't work. Heads don't move, but it turns out later <clears throat> that they do. Uh, yeah, it does. Um, I think she... I think the actress is there and, and I think she's sort of saying, am I going to be on my own down here? And they're like, no, Joe is going to be here with you because we want to make sure that you're safe and stuff. And she's like, all right, okay. In the end, it turns out he wasn't very much help. He cheeses at the first opportunity he gets. 
He's out of there. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is kind of where it starts to get weird and weird stuff yeah. starts happening. It kind of starts to ramp up at this point. So, they hear a strange noise and they go to investigate it and they're kind of waking each other up on the way out. Yeah. And they're like, I've heard this noise, it's really weird. And then one of them's like, yeah, I heard it as well. The other two were like, we were asleep. Why are you waking us up right now? What is going on? They're like, oh, it's probably the soundboard just playing up or something. And Which you, you rationalise things in your head, don't you? When, when weird stuff happens, chances are it's something that you can explain. So they end up looking at the roof and the roof's leaking. So they're like, oh, we need to fix this. Because they're, kind of, they're kind of troubleshooting stuff and trying to solve things before yeah. opening night, basically. Yeah, they're, they're kind of <clears throat> trying to get it all set, because I think the, the things that are starting to happen are like technical difficulties, yeah. and each of them moving. This is it, I think they just think, they just think it's kind of hiccups in the, in the system kind of thing. Yeah. So they're in the kitchen and they're sort of setting up, and uh, they're hiring all these different actors and then they're like, Tony's here, Tony has arrived. And then they're like, Tony, show him what he can do. So he does this thing where like, oh. he pops his eye out of his socket. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh. And then oh, they're like, that yeah, that's, that's disgusting. We love it. That's amazing. I remember seeing somebody on like, um, I don't know if it was a chat show or something and and she did it with both, but, like, she didn't touch her eyes. Oh, she literally just terrifying. popped them out. I was like, that can't be good for you. That can't yeah. be good for your retinas. Don't do it. Do <sighs> not do it. I know. And then, and then they're like, where did you find this guy? He's cool. And he was like, oh, I found him at the petrol station. And they're like, what? Was he working there? Was he just hanging out there? What? And he's like, well, I just found him and he wanted a job. So, you know. That's, yeah, professional setup, definitely. So, Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home live cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. It's kind of, it's all starting to come together now. So it's starting to look like a haunted house. And uh, Paul's moving through the haunted house. And there's like cobwebs and, and there's creepy yeah. mannequins everywhere. And he's like, whoa, really scary. And then... Uh, I didn't understand this bit at all. He, 
is going through this thing and there's a, a toilet and he like pans to the toilet and it's a dirty toilet with a poo in it. And then he's like, ooh, dirty toilet. And I'm like, what? And they're like, you've got like ghosts and goblins and demons and stuff. And then like, you're just going to go past a poo toilet and be like, oh my God, the terror. <laughs> it's so unclean. It was really, it was really weird. Poo in a toilet. Scary. Maybe it was blocked. I don't know. It was, I just yeah. didn't. I just didn't understand, and it made me laugh because I was like, "That's the scariest bit of the whole house." Yeah. Pooey toilet. Yeah. Alex and Sarah aren't there. They were like, they've gone to go get the rest of the stuff to carry on doing it up, and the rest of them are kind of hanging out. And Paul is still filming, and he's like, "Oh, where's Tony?" And he's sort of going through the haunted house. And uh, the clown, this is black and white clown with like sort of dark eyes and face. It's horrible. Yeah, it's a diamond. It's like a diamond, yeah. Yeah. It's it's horrible. So he is stood looking down into the basement and he is like, oh, Tony, what are you doing? What are you looking at there? And he kind of looks down to the basement, but then pans back up and it's looking at him and he's like, bah! Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, Jesus. That, that made me jump so much. He was like, and I was like, nope, 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 yeah. leave. This was the first time I was like, get out of that house. Get out. And he's get like, out. oh, Tony, a joker. What are you doing? You, you got me good joker. there. Yeah, he was like, yep, you scared the shit out of me there. Then he walks back through to where everyone was hanging out. Oh, no, no. But Tony is there and he's like, what? What are you doing? And he proper, like, loses his shit. And he's like, what? What are you doing? And he's like, what? I'm just sitting. What? And he was like, you were there before. And they're like, I do not know what you're talking about. And he runs back to where this clown was. The clown's not there anymore. Gone. He is raging at this point. And he's like, what? He was like, are you playing tricks on me? Like, I'm not having this. What? What is going on? Kind of thing. And they're like, I don't, I don't know what you're on about. So then it cuts to them all looking at the video because obviously they don't believe him. So he's like, right, I'll show you this bloody video because I've recorded it. And it and the and they're like, oh, oh, that's weird. And then he's like, right, which one of you did it? And then they're kind of saying, oh, well, yeah, you've edited that. So it looks like... They weren't there and, and they basically, they start to sort of blame each other for it instead of yeah instead of sort of saying some weird shit's going on here. We need to uh, get out of this house. <laughs> need to sort something out. Yeah, so they kind of, they don't really resolve anything there. They just think it's each other messing with them. Because I'm assuming they probably prank each other and stuff. They probably wait each other the whole time, yeah. They probably jump out at each other and... All that kind of shit. Oh, I can't stand that. It does my This is why I'd never go to these kind of attractions because like people mm. jump out here. It's like when you go to like the Dracula experience and stuff like that. Like I'd love to go to that if people didn't jump out at me because I can't stand it. Could you ask them to do like a special? Yeah. Non jump out. Can you please not jump today? out at me? I don't mm. like it. <laughs> I can't. I oh. I think I'm quite an anxious person anyway, so I'm kind of up here anyway. And then if you're people if people start like jumping out, at, I, I swear yeah. one day I'm going to end up just like elbowing someone in the face or something. I'll be like, no! <laughs> and then I'll get in trouble. That's mm. what will happen. So 
then it cuts to them they're shooting an advert outside so it kind of says i don't want to show inside the house and ruin the scares before people have seen it so i kind of want to do something funny outside and then they do this sort of weird <laughs> mannequin thing where she's got a she like sarah's sat with a dead guy like cuddled up to this dead guy and then they get like a sort of woman sort of corpsey mannequin going gerald who's this gerald <laughs> it's really weird but it did make me laugh and then uh, so they kind of film that and then sarah has sort of disappeared and they kind of film her staring at this statue far away and she's like, totally. Yeah, like she's having some sort of weird moment with it. Yeah, and they're like, Sarah, mm. Sarah. And then she's like, oh. And then just walks off, like, no explanation or anything. They're like, yeah, being a bit weird. Okay, then. So then it's now September the 28th, which is 11 days till they open. And they're still setting up. They're kind of starting to test the attractions and make sure everything works. It's Paul in a corridor, and it's full of cobwebs yeah. and stuff, but it's fully lit, so it's not scary. Yeah. And then they shut him into this corridor thing, and then he's like, right, turn the lights off and put the strobe on to make sure everything works. So he's filming, and, it, and he's sort of saying, yeah, yeah, it works, and then he starts absolutely freaking out, and there's like, he's like, how many freaks did we have? And they're like, three. We had three freaks, and he's like get me out of here now, get me out of here now, and he goes absolutely mental. Yeah, he wants, he wants out. He leaps over a table or something, and he's like, nope, yeah, yeah, nope. Yeah, he over the bar, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's like, nope, that's... Uh. He is absolutely furious. He's a little bit he. sick. <laughs> throws up a he tiny... He He throws up a little bit. He gets... He's absolutely furious, and then you get these, like, stills of these these footage that he's recorded and it's like people it always looks like people in masks with like black hoods on mm. which i'm guessing and then there's like a bald guy is not part of their yeah it's not part of their attraction he at this point is like i am done i'm not doing this anymore they're all outside and they're arguing and then and then one of them's like don't raise your voice you'll scare the actors away and they'll quit is that what you want do you want our business to go down the toilet? So he's like, shush, just stop it. And he's absolutely raging at this point. And I think he's kind of seen some stuff and he's like, it's escalating. I don't, I can't, I'm not doing this. Yeah, it's getting worse. Yeah. Need to get out. It's kind of, I think it's Sarah talking about Alex and she's like, he's his own worst enemy. And he kind of, the others kind of stay loyal to him because he's kind of in charge. And he's like, some of, I think some of them were childhood friends that they've set this business mm. up with. And then I think Paul, they hired Paul and, is it Tony? They hired them like a couple. Remember. But they, they hired, they've been working together. They've been working together yeah, for so a while. Sort of committed. Yeah. So they're all kind of friends, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of, they're all sort of, they're all kind of tied into it. And I'm, I'm guessing they're all sort of financially bound to it as well. So it's mm. not a kind of, you can't really quit so kind of thing. So it's a casual job that they could kind of walk away from yeah yeah yeah, exactly but they should absolutely should (laughs) then uh, it cuts to night time and i'm getting i'm thinking it's paul again he's running through this house with his night camera and uh, i think he wakes up alex and he's like oh my god 
what is going on? And he's like, I could hear stuff, what's going on in the China way. And there's like a main sort of staircase to where they're staying up in the attic bit. Yeah. So they stood by these stairs and he cuts the camera down to these stairs and that fucking clown stood at that bottom of the stairs. And I was like, nope. That clown. And the, and he's like, why is it there? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't put it there. And then uh, they're like, he's like, go, go, go down to it. And he's like, I'm not doing it. So Alex does. And they sort of creep down and I was like, it's going to move, it's going to move, it's going to move. I can't. It's horrible. <laughs> It's so intense. You watch it with like this incredible tense stillness, don't you? Like you're just waiting for like something to happen, aren't you? And I was like, it's going to bloody move. I can yeah. just tell. But then he gets to it and sort of knocks it on the head. And it's just a mannequin. And he's like, it's just a mannequin, for goodness right. sake. So they move it. And then they hear these noises. And they find Sarah like in the corner of this room. And she's talking backwards. Don't know what she's saying. Yeah, it's like she's in a sort of it's, trance or dream. It's like she's in Twin Peaks. She's talking backwards. Mm. It's weird. And then they're like, uh, Sarah, what are you doing? Why are you in this corner? And then she's kind of, it. you sort of see her and she's in a bit of a trance. And then she snaps out of it and just like starts crying. So I don't know what yeah. she's saying or what has happened. She's scared. And then they're like, we need to get out of here. It's horrible. And then uh, Paul turns round to where they put the clown. It's not there anymore. And then they're like, nope. So then they run upstairs. Oh, no, that's it. They, they don't, they're trying to look for this clown and they can't find it. And then they get to that yeah. dining room area, which I think is where Andrew Tully killed himself. I think it's that room. And all the candles are on. And then they find yeah. the clown. The clown's there with some candles. And they're like, nope, 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 I'm going. So they all run upstairs. They're suitably freaked out at this point. And then it cuts to the day after and somebody's in a van. And I was like, did they all sleep outside last night? Because... I wouldn't blame them. I would have done. I think... I'd have been yeah, like, I'll take my chances. Least- slept outside or if not have left already well they've got a van i'd have have slept in there i think i'd have probably slept in there anyway to be honest because i don't think i'd want to live in there but that's just me so they're all outside like sarah's really upset she's getting consoled by alex because she's and they're all just kind of a bit like what was that i really dislike this is terrible then it gets to it's Paul again in his room, so he's decided to go back in there for some reason. I can't believe he did, went back in. I wouldn't have done. No. I'd have set fire to that clown and all no for a start. Chance. Yeah. That would have been outside in the bin. Absolutely. Yeah. So he's he's filming himself in his room and it's all quite dark about from his camera light. And he's like, it's three days till opening, everyone's stressed. And then he's kind of like, we have no business being here. I don't yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. And then he's like, Sarah looks bad. She usually looks quite nice. Still being creepy. Mm. Um, and he's just like, this is a bit shit, really. That's it. I'm out. Turns the yeah. light off, goes to sleep. Uh, but then he wakes up. he left at that point. I know, right? So then he wakes up uh. in the middle of the night and he puts his camera on but he's not turned round to the rest of his room 
there's a woman sat in his room. Uh, and it takes him an awfully long time to figure out that she's there. And I was just like, Ugh. and then he's like, uh, but it's not Sarah. It's somebody no, else. I was like, maybe it's one of Sarah or. Yeah. Or somebody they know. Like yeah. Them. No, it wasn't. So he gets the camera, finally turns around and sees this woman and he's like, ah, and then he is freaked out. So then he does what any self-respecting person would do and hides under his blanket yeah, it, yeah, get under the blanket, and all you can hear is his breathing, and he's like, <gasps> he's terrified, yeah. and and I was like, Mm-mm. and he lifts the blanket. She's still there, but then she looks at him, and then he's like, no, nah! and then he puts the yeah, blanket back down. Yeah. yeah, he puts the blanket back down, and then I think he he does it again. I wouldn't have lifted it up, and I've been like, nope, I'm not lifting this up. If if I can't see her, she's not there. So he lifts it up again. She's looking at him, and then she moves, and then he's like, "Oh God!" So then he puts his blanket back down again, and then it takes ages. But then he lifts it again, and she's literally right in his face, right there. And then it scree- he screams, and then it just the the camera goes off. It's like glitchy. It's like it does it when there's like sort of weird ghosty kind of stuff. It kind of goes a bit glitchy, and then just cuts off. So then the next day, they're filming because they can't find Paul. Where's Paul gone? So they're going to look for him and uh, and basically they say in one of the past houses they've done, he just did a flip and didn't rock up for ages. So they're like, it's not unusual for him to do that. But they were like, that was ages ago. Like, he wouldn't do it now. But... They're like, well, you know, it's kind of... They're just trying to rationalise things, aren't they? Yeah. Because otherwise, like, he's gone missing and that's really weird. So then they're like... I think one of them's like, did you think about phoning him? Duh. And they're like, oh, maybe they not. didn't phone him. Yeah, so they're like, oh, yeah, that might be a good idea. I'll phone him. And he's like, well, you can use my phone. Crack on. They phone him and then the... Uh, the answer so they think oh paul and like paul and then they hear this like it's like a really like it's like a sort of screech isn't it Mm. it's like a really loud screech and they're like oh god what is that kind of thing and then they hear the piano playing and it's the tune that that he was playing with hector before yeah so they're like is that you hello and it stops and there's nobody there it's just hector it's just hector i think hector was playing it and then they're like, where is he? And then the piano starts again. And they're like, oh, there's nobody there. It's only Hector and he can't be playing it because he's a mannequin. And then they hear, I think they hear Paul scream at this point, And it's yeah. coming from the basement. So they go down to the basement. The clowns are all sat against this wall. And they're just like looking around. And then the next thing, they've turned their heads and they're looking at them. So then they're like, nope, this is scary. No, I don't like it. Because their heads shouldn't turn. Yeah, they're like, nope, nope. Yeah. And there's like, I don't know if it's like an old like cold star or something it looks like. But they basically go into that. They're like, nope, I'm going in here. It's safe in here. Um, And they're they're basically freaking out at this point. So one of them's like, right, we're going to come out. We're going to count to three. It's going to be fine. 
gonna be fine. So then on three they come out, the clowns have turned back to where they were and they're like one of them's like, How can their heads turn? You told me their heads won't fucking turn and he's like, Well I don't bloody know, it's they're not to do with scared. me. They're getting really yeah. scared and they're shouting at they're each other. So and they're like, It's Paul, he's just messing with us, like it must be because we can't find him. But then they find Paul, he appears. And he's just sat down in the basement. And they're yeah. like, Paul, where the hell have you been? What are you doing? And they're like, why are you messing with us? What are you doing? And he is basically catatonic. Like, he's just... Yeah. I think he's sat with his eyes closed and like, open your eyes. And he's just sat there. And they're like, well... Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah, and they're like, I don't really know what's going on with him. It gets to the next day after this weird night that they've had. And they're like, I think we need to call it off. Don't yeah. think we need to be here. It's yeah, and and basically it's Tony, and he's like, "There's weird stuff happening. I don't think we're safe." Paul's catatonic, and then Alex is going, "Oh, you know, it'll be fine. We'll just carry on. It's nearly opening yeah. time." And he's like, "No, I am leaving. I've had enough of this. I'm not doing it." He wants out, which is fair enough. Oh, he's raging. He's absolutely mm. raging. He um. It basically it cuts to him sat in a field sulking. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to this field and I'm going to sulk because I can't really do anything else at this point. And then I can't remember what the other guy's called. I always forget. But he is it Mac? Yeah, it's Mac. That's it. He comes and basically talks to him. And you don't hear you don't hear the reason, but there's a reason. And he's like, "You need to stay. We need you to stay," kind of thing. I'm guessing yeah. it's maybe like a financial thing because yeah, they need the, to. If they hadn't been focused on, they need the to make it work. Side, they would have mm-hmm. not. They, they would have left. With, yeah, that's it. So basically, but isn't that just true in all things? He says. He says basically he, it's only him and Alex that know, even Sarah doesn't know about this and they need to stay basically. So he's like, right, fine, well, I'll come back then. I'll come out of my field. <laughs> my sulking field. My solid, solitude field. My, my, field of, my field of solitude my where field I go to cry. Where I go to cry and sulk. Yeah, exactly. Then it cuts back to the interview with Sarah with this woman and she's like, were there any malfunctions in the in the equipment that you know of? And she was like, no, no, it's fine. And then she was like, and you were ready and prepared for, for the opening night? Yeah. Was Alex fit to run the show? Yep, he always does a good job. It was fine. Um, and then she basically said, we all thought it'd be okay. And I believed him that it was going to be okay. But it was not. But it was not. It so, was not. It was definitely not. Yeah. And then it goes to the the woman who recorded the YouTube video as part of like the the sort of people who were going in, and she was like, there was no alarms going off or anything, and then she was like, the clown guy fled and that wasn't part of it, and then she said, and basically everyone in the basement was just trying to get out. Yeah. So it cuts to kind of the getting. Re- it must be like the night before, and they're all getting ready to to sort of open the next day. They're saying, is Paul all right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's just under the weather, he's sleeping. So they they kind of don't really bother with him after this. Yeah, they just leave him, just leave him in the bed. Um, one of them not. goes to try and wake him up and they just can't wake him up because he's yeah. that fast asleep. Then it gets to, it's opening night now 
and the the kind of filming the sort of filming everything to document it i'm guessing so they film like the crowd and it's queuing right down the street and and they're like yes this is going to be great um they're sort of saying the actress is going to be all right we're going to keep an eye on her everyone get in position that's it making sure all the security cameras work paul's still sleeping so he's yeah he doesn't really have anything to do with it find out the walkie-talkers aren't working but then they're like well it's the least of our problems at this point it doesn't matter it's not good though and it's like the um the queue outside of people just waiting because somebody says oh they're only letting a few people in at a time but i was like do you not do like when you book do you not do, you not do time to, slots like- yeah. Yeah. They rather d- than just queue. I feel like it, it's almost like like um, escape rooms, isn't it? Like you get an yeah. allocated time, so you probably do it yeah. in like half an hour increments or something, and set and mm. a group in and filter everybody in, basically. You'd think so. We'd be better at but, this. Well, 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 would we though? Yeah. Because I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd want well. to. I could organise no, it. I'd be good at the ideas. Yeah, I'd be yeah. Good at the ideas stage. Yeah. If, if somebody else executes the ideas. Yeah, definitely. There's pe- people are sort of going in, and you can see like they're enjoying themselves, and they're like, "Ooh, scary!" Ha ha ha. And it's kind of everyone's yeah. having fun. Like they're screaming, but it's kind of you can tell it's kind of not, kind of, it's not sort of scared scream. It's sort of yeah. a ha, and then a hee hee. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, it's not like terror. It's like, oh, you got me kind of thing. Um, mm. But then it sort of starts to take a bit of a turn and, and, it, and it goes a bit weird. You see Sarah run up the stairs, like in the... It's basically the footage from before and then that woman's like, yeah. is that is that meant to happen kind of thing. Joey runs. He just runs. Joey just leaves her. He leaves her. He had the, the key. key. The lock that she's in. Yeah, because she's chained her. up. I believe that. Oh. I'd have been like, oh. you son of a bitch. Yeah. I'd have been fuming. So she's, she's kind of like, guys, help. I need to get out. And she's like, please help People me. like, what's amazing. She's so good at acting. And she's like, no, no. Acting. Yeah. Like, it's not part of the show. Help. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, get me out of here. Oh. I don't. I don't think you'd have real cuffs. Just get like you'd use like props or something. She could remove her. That kind of looked real, but she could easily remove her. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, the the video sort of you get this sort of flickering and it cuts in and out like when there's like weird Mm. stuff going on. Um, you get there's all these hooded figures that. Uh, Paul saw before in this basement there's loads of them as well she's absolutely freaking out and being like yeah. get me out of here and I feel like some people are still like that's very good uh, very good effects yeah, but then Touché. people start to realise oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, people start to realise and they're like oh my god get out of here and then people coming into the basement and everyone's trying to get out of the basement. Yeah, yeah. and there's no room to kind of get out. I'm assuming where they would yeah. get out is shut, so they can't actually leave. Yeah. So then they're trying to go... Yeah, they're trying to get out, but then it's a bottleneck at this basement. Um, that There's a creepy girl in the, in the haunted house upstairs that nobody knows why she's there. And then it's kind of... They're trying to get 
They're trying to get people out and yeah. sort of moved and stuff. They end up going up. I think Sarah goes up to the attic, finds Tony hanging in the attic. Yeah. Which is. Nice. Yeah, so she's freaking out. Mm. Then all those weird cloaked people come in. And oh. then the camera stops there. So then you're like, oh my god, what is going on? It and went badly wrong. It went badly wrong. Then it goes back to the interview and and it sort of came down to the police. But then they sort of say nothing really happened with it because they kind of kept it under wraps. So yeah, I'm assuming they said it was like a gas leak or something and mm. that was it, we never speak of it again kind of thing. She's getting upset at this point as Sarah and she's, she's like, I, I think I need a break. And then yeah. she's like, oh, do you want to take like a couple of hours and and we'll come back, you know? And she's like, I've got a room here, so I'll, I've got a room to see. If you give me a couple of hours, find me there. And then she says, we'll, we'll carry on kind of thing. And then she says, you should try and see the hotel. So then... Really? They decide that they're going to break in in the crack of dawn, so, like, nobody's going to see him. And they leave him from the hotel and they sort of mention to the receptionist, oh, if uh, if Sarah says anything to from 2C, we're just going to look at this hotel. But, but then she's like, alphabetical rooms. She's like, we don't have any rooms with uh, letters. Mm. And then she's like, Oh, I must have heard that wrong then. And oh, she's like, is Sarah? Sarah. And then she's like, Sarah, whatever, is she not staying here? And they're like, nope. And then they're like, oh, maybe she just did a fake name because she didn't yeah, want to be recognised. And that's it. There's, uh, It says that um, her sort of cameraman, Michael, or Mitchell, was it Mitchell? Might be Mitchell. Mitchell. Catalogued the footage. So it's like this little card and it says catalogued the footage. And then it's like, and what they found was very interesting. <laughs> so after this, after the camera dropped, it gets picked up again and going through the hotel. There's all these cloaked figures everywhere. There's screams. And it you find out that it's Sarah who's got the camera. So she finds Paul at the end of this corridor, doesn't she? And mm. he's just sort of stood there and she's kind of like, oh my God, I, what is happening? Sort of thing. And then he basically takes the camera off her, which you think, oh, well, he's a cameraman, take the camera, whatever. But then yeah. he kills her with it. He basically beats what? her to death oh, with it. Oh, I bet it was horrible. Yeah, you don't see anything. All you see is the camera going up and down, basically, but mm, you kind of get yeah, the gist. Not nice. Yeah. he. So he does that. She, um, she's obviously dying because there's like, um, basically the camera's on her because he must put it down yeah. and she's just, yeah, like she's, her head's all bloody and stuff and. Yeah, it's not nice at all. He basically sits there and watches her die and then you see like her legs sort of get dragged and she gets dragged off and that's that and you're like, yeah. oh shit. And then Ugh. he... I think he finds a bit of glass, maybe, or something. And he cuts his own throat. So then he dies. He dies. And then it goes back to the interviewer. So you get the shot from the start where they're going, the, the sort of tree shot. So you find out that it's her 
going to investigate this house. Yeah. She's loving it. She's she's like entering. She enters the hotel and there's like bits of blood and stuff everywhere. And she's like, "Oh yeah, that must have happened there, and this happened here." And she's getting really, really excited. Yeah. See, people have no fear. They like she. She's investigating yeah. a terrible haunting slash deaths, mm-hmm. and yet she has no fear. She. she it's like yeah. almost like she thinks it's real. Yeah, she's not bothered at all, is she? I'm sure as well. While she was going through the house, like while they were filming, there was like glimpses of the people who yeah. ran the hotel. So there was like Mac and Tony and Paul yeah. and. Yeah, they were all kind of... They were, like, stood in doorways and stuff, like, as as they turned round. So that was quite creepy. They look at the basement and they see a bit of blood down there and stuff and they're like, should we go down? And the his, her cameraman's like, I am not going down there. No. There's no chance. And then um, it's kind of interspersed with the group sort of having fun and sort of enjoying themselves and then she's kind of saying like what actually happened I don't really understand what happened so then they decide to go upstairs where they were staying and she's like oh yeah we'll investigate this bit and then she finds the room 2c and then she's like ah okay but then she's like oh maybe she wanted to meet me here to like discuss what had happened or whatever so she opens the door and she's sat there, but she's got her back to the camera. Mm. And she's like, Sarah, Sarah, hello. And she's not answering. And then she turns around and her face is all messed up from where obviously she's died. So she did die. She died. I'm assuming if you die in the hotel, you're kind of stuck there. Yeah. And then uh, she's like, oh, my God. And then she's like, help. And then the camera drops and it kind of glitches again. And that goes to black. And then you get the black title card at the end of, like, no one, still nobody knows what happened there. It's still a mystery. And that's the end. Bing. That's it. That was good. It's really good. good. Yeah. 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 Like, it. there's genuinely scary parts to it. That bloody clown. Oh, I hated it. Uh-huh. I hated it. Do you know what happened, though? When I was watching I ended up watching it on my phone. Oh, right. And, uh, and um, that bit where they were going into 2C and Sarah, um, the girl, was it Sarah? Yeah. Was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a message from my mum saying, don't forget, Great Pottery Throwdown is on soon. <laughs> <laughs> right at that. We were like, ah! Perfect timing. Yeah. Great pottery throw down. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Mum. That's great. <laughs> Mum's like the best timing. I love it. That's amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, I liked it. Like fan footage, it's really good. I feel like it's shot really well, and there's. Yeah. You know, like, there's bits where you sort of go around and there's, like, the odd silhouette of a person that's quite subtle, yeah. but it's kind of, you see it, but you don't see it. Mm. I don't know why... I don't know why I like this better than Blair Witch, because I feel like the ending's very ambiguous as well, because um, you don't really find out anything, I guess, just that they all died. Yeah. So, but I don't know, I just prefer this a lot more for some reason. I definitely prefer it to Blair Witch. I think yeah. Blair Witch was 
too it was it it was too like improvisational where I just benefited from mm-hmm. being directed by someone who was a professional director and mm. the actors and stuff were professional yeah I feel like, like it but it just seemed better yeah I think it, it did well to sort of ramp up the tension as well and and I yeah. think at the beginning it kind of it does make you want to know what has happened and actually want to sort of yeah. follow the journey of these people kind of thing. So, yeah, so ratings-wise, I would give it a 5 out of 5. I think it's really good. I need to watch yeah. the sequels. Gore, probably a 2. It's not really gory. It's, yeah, it it's more just a face was... getting... When a face gets smashed in, yeah. it's pretty horrible. Yeah, I didn't like that bit. Humour, probably a 1, because it's not funny, but... You find the humour. Uh, you do. Pooey toilet. Don't understand. Still don't understand. But yeah, over, overall, I think it's good. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked it too. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. I fully expected you to message me saying, what the hell have you just made me watch? I was scared, but I watched through it. Yeah. You were a brave little yeah. soldier. Oh, wow, so brave. <laughs> so brave. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So, next week, we're going to do Ty West's The House of the Devil. Mm. It's set in the 80s. There's a really good, like, 80s pop sequence in it. It's great. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Well, I'll see. It's I'll good. see how I feel. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. For next week, watch The House of the Devil. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horror Pod. And we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. Yeah, stay safe, everybody, yeah. I guess. Um, wear your masks. Get your jab. Yeah. Get jabbed. Yep. Yeah. Well... Atumba's had it, so... Thank God. Man's a national treasure. He must be protected at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So that's us. That's us signing off, I guess. We shall be back next week. Bye! From earaches to strep tests, there's Miniclinic at CVS. See a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials. Or see us online with telehealth options. That's healthier made easier. 
Visit MinuteClinic at CVS today. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details. With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. With things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools. Get started today at MailChimp.com smartmarketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses.